Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tomorrow to Rosen comes down with it. Down the floor, scoop pass to Io. The no look to Levine with the two-handed slam dunk. A second tack to the rack. Steve Rosenblum, Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Indeed, that's us. And indeed, that was the voice of the Bulls, Chuck Swirsky, talking about the $215 million man. That's not Gabe Ramirez, nor is it me. You'd have to put that down to dollars if I was that. Yeah, $2.15, I would think. Yeah, that's that's what many would say that's overpaying me. But nonetheless, that was Chuck Swirsky on the call. Guys who will be important to the Bulls next year. Everybody getting healthy. Joining us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, is our guest, Chuck Swirsky, the voice you just heard. Happy fourths, Chuck. Happy 4th of July. Good to be with you. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. So the Bulls did, you know, Zach took about 20 minutes to go through free agency. There was such panic leading up to it. And then 24 hours later, he still hadn't become that bull, begotten the max deal, done all that. And then they released his Clutch Sports release, that video, which was classic from the Wolf of Wall Street. And the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm not going anywhere. And I just thought it was wonderfully well done, a a welcome back. So I don't know if you had any panic, any concern, like, let's get on with this. What were your thoughts in those those painful or amusing 24 hours? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you know, think about the era we're living in now, because we were from the generation before social media before cell phones, before the internet. And I don't want to say that we're fossils, but I mean, it, it has really <laughs> changed the landscape of, of the presentation of how now things are working. I mean, here an agency is putting out a video to announce that Zach is signed. And I thought you're right. It was very clever, very well done. And it's awesome. And so 
Yeah, there was never really any panic. I mean, you know, these players earned the right to become free agents, and I respect that. But the way the relationship between this front office along with Zach, and that's the beauty, I think, of AK and Mark, that they are really nurturing relationships with players in the front office. And I think Zach obviously embraced this, and it just didn't start a week ago, a month ago. This was from day one. So I'm glad he's back and he earns every penny. He really, I'll never begrudge a player for getting as much as he can. This, this is a business, you know? And it was well-deserved. I mean, Zach, you know, took this, took this organization, put it on his back and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be the cornerstone of this franchise. I'm going to play hard for you guys and in return. I want to be rewarded. And that's exactly what happened in this particular situation. But, Chuck, we did notice a couple players missing from that video. Is that, is that something we should be reading into? You know, with no Kobe no, no, in there? No, come on. No, don't go there, really. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I mean there's, there's, there's so many faces he could have put in there. And he chose those guys specifically, you think? Well, I, I mean, you know, I don't know if those players are represented by the same agency or not. But, you know, all I can tell you is it was a video and it, the focus was on Zach. And that's what I'm running with. Chuck Swarski is our our guest. He is the voice of the Bulls, calling the play by play and calling a lot of what I don't know. You're basically you're calling for good health and a lot of the same things you saw last year. The way this, the way AK was talking, continuity and and some yep. a cynic like me would say continuity means I'm out of draft picks, I'm out of money, and I'm out of options in free agency. If we can stay healthy, if we get Lonzo Ball back, if we can keep Caruso in one piece, and if Dalen Terry is the junior version of what we've seen from the likes of the ferocious Caruso and Ball and the defensive mentality, then we're going to get more open court baskets and we are going to become that kind of entertaining, attacking team. In a lot of ways, sort of a Boston Celtics of both ends of the court and run and go and do that's what this looks like to me. What do you expect? What kind of team do you expect to be describing next year, Chuck? Well, uh, based on number one, health. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, you got to have your best players healthy. And so if we go into the season and we have a healthy ball club, then I think what you can expect is number one, the pace is going to be much different. And I think Alonzo has a lot to do with that along with three-point shooting, because Lonzo was having a breakout year shooting the three-ball. So those, that, those are two big factors right there with one player. And then the maturation of Patrick Williams, and you've got the addition now of Drummond and Drogic and Terry, I think will fortify, obviously, the bench. And so I'm expecting a ball club that's going to get after it, and they're going to push the ball 94 feet, and I think they're going to have a lot better depth and so uh, I'm excited. Now, again, we have to preface this as every team does. You go into training camp with the best of wishes and hopes for health, and injuries are a part of the game, as unfortunately we found out last year and as every team goes through it. But if this club can stay healthy, I think they're going to be set for another playoff run, a deep playoff run. And I think it's interesting what they did in the offseason with the free agents because it does address the, the depth for the Chicago Bulls. I mean – Obviously, we struggled with our backup center position. And Drummond, you know, he's only 28 years old. Not a lot of people like the signing, but 
for the cost that we got him at, or for the price that we got him at, I thought it was a great signing. Drogic, the same thing. When Lonzo went down midseason, obviously it affected the rotation, trying to throw Caruso or Ayo into that position of the starting guard and be a facilitator where we know Drogic can be that guy. What was your thoughts on the signings and, and bringing in veteran presence as opposed to maybe you know the route that the Bulls have taken in the past of just getting some mid-level backup point guards? Well, number one, I mean, you have to look at the facts. The facts are that, you know, you have limited cap room. And I thought the Bulls did a great job massaging what they could do with that amount of money to get a guy like Drummond and Drogic. And, you know, Drummond is a guy that uh, takes up a lot of spaces we know in the paint. He's a really good rebounder, played very well for Brooklyn, um, played, what, about 30 games or so for the Nets and averaged a double-double, actually. So I think that's an upgrade at the backup position. And then you have Drogic, and, you know, we've all been Drogic fans, and I know um, social media is loving the, the road <laughs> on Drogic back in the day. Listen, can I just say this? That was an unbelievable dunk, okay? I was there. I called it on radio. I was and, there. I mean, listen, but you have to look at the volume – of Drogic's work, what's he been in the league, 15, 16 years, something like that? And, I mean, this guy has been an all-star. He's been the most improved player during his career. He brings so much moxie as a veteran player. And his feel and, and vibe for what he does with the ball is amazing. And so, you know, he learned a lot when he was in Phoenix playing under Steve Nash as a backup. And then he really blossomed, obviously, you know, with Miami. But I'm telling you right now, this guy is a heady player. He, I, I love the pickup. I really do. Josh Swirsky is our, des- our guest on The Score, Voice of the Bulls. Steve Rosenblum, Gabe Ramirez with you. We're live and local this morning. We'll be on the air till 11 o'clock. The, the Drummond – okay, the Bulls go into this. They need rim protection. They need better – defense against pick and roll and Drummond doesn't answer that. And I don't know how the bulls deal with that. What's the answer to solving those problems, Chuck? Well, you know, you, you, you go in collectively and, you know, the responsibility comes with help defense with, um, with players, not only with their assignments, but again, you know, this is, this is just not a situation where, Yes, a player has to guard his man, and I get all that. But the way this league is going with backdoor cuts and slashes to the rim, you've got to have weak side help defensively. And I think that's – and, you know, we just talked about players. I think Patrick Williams is – if he's healthy, and we all hope he is, because when healthy, I think we saw a glimpse of some really good things with Patrick. And if we go into the season – and he's healthy, I think you're going to see a really, really good Patrick Williams, and that'll help this ball club on both ends of the floor. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at Pat, you just want him to put up a couple more shots on this team. I mean, you know, obviously with the confidence being built, he's, you know, turning uh, 21 in August, so it's something that, that we want to expect. Somebody else that's getting a little older in August is DeMar DeRozan. He'll be 33. Chuck, do you feel like there will be a passing of the torch to Zach Levine this year, or do you think – we're going to get more or less what we saw last year, a dominant, ball-dominant DeMar DeRozan, who's going to be you know, our best player. Or do you think Zach is going to kind of take over that role this season? 
Well, I, I think a lot depends on, on Lonzo. I mean, if Lonzo's on the floor, I think you're going to see a little bit different feel, obviously, for the offense. And, uh, you know, you, you have to keep in mind, DeMar had a, had a career season uh, this past year with the Bulls. I mean, so can he match that? Maybe, maybe his, his scoring average will come down a little bit. Who knows? But I think you're going to see a different offense, uh, primarily because if Lonzo's on the court, you know, things kind of operate differently. And I think the Bulls, you know, they, they really didn't have many options at the point guard position. And, and so DeMar had to take on a greater role. And then when Zach went out, I mean, basically it was give the ball to DeMar at crunch time or with late shot clock situations. Chuck Swirsky is our, de- our guest on The Score, Chicago Sports Radio 670. Steve Rosenblum, Gabe Ramirez with you. So if there was any possible way, no matter what it cost your team, would you bring in Kevin Durant? <laughs> okay, Here, here's the thing. People, you know, the teams, teams aren't just going to give Kevin Durant away. I mean, the Nets are, are, I mean, they're trying to shop him around for the best possible deal. Now, is it more difficult with everyone knowing that he's on the block? Of course it is. But I, I you know, there's no, there's no burning urgency right now to trade Durant. He's got multiple years left on his contract. So it's not like he's got one year left. And they're saying, oh, my gosh, you know what? This guy's going to walk and we're going to get nothing. So they can be really, really patient right now with Durant. And there are teams with a lot of options, with a lot of draft capital that can probably go after him. And it's a question of who's going to blink first. And that's why this is very intriguing. I mean, I think everybody would welcome him with open arms here on the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, we have to deal with our roster that we have with right now. And I think a lot of people would, wouldn't be complaining as much if Vooch was obviously playing up to his potential. I'm a huge fan of Vooch. I think that he's a, a very important piece who has a very talented skill set. Do you think he's going to have a bounce-back season, Chuck, or do you feel as though he's going to kind of hover in that same stratosphere that he was in last year? Well, I, listen, you know what? Um, I think Vooch is an easy target. Why? I have no idea. Because, I mean, the guy shows up, he plays – he plays almost every game um, with the exception of COVID last year. I mean, the guy is a wonderful, skilled, offensive talent. And, you know, he, he double-digit rebounding. So I wish people would get off his back because I, I, I think the world of him. I think he's a great teammate and he's respected. You know, I, talking with so many players and coaches in the league, they love Vooch. And, you know, I, I can't say enough about him because I'm biased. I think the world of him as a man and as a player. And I, I think he's going to have another good year. I really do. I mean, if, if he can give me 16, 11, 17 and 12, 17 and 10. Take it every I'll day. Take it right now. <laughs> and Vooch can read the room. I, 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 he's, he's such, it, it comes with such surprise. We know how kind of, we know how media savvy he is and we know, what his personality is like, but it still caught me off guard when he retweeted the Woj report. <laughs> I love that of of Rudy Gobert getting traded to Minnesota, and Woj and Woj and and Vooch retweeted it with the comment, "I'm so glad my <laughs> my offer on the Salt Lake City house was rejected." Then, yeah, fantastic. I thought that was classic. 
<laughs> it's wonderful. So he gets it. Yep. He can read the room. Now if he can read yes, the pick can. and roll, we'll be in Stop much better it. shape. All right. <laughs> Chuck, thanks for taking time out of your holiday for us. We appreciate hey, my it. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Happy July 4th, everyone. Be keep safe. Up, keep up the quality work. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck Swirsky, voice of the Bulls. Bulls radio play-by-play right here on The Score. Steve, are... he brings up sorry. He brings up a great point. People poo-poo on Vooch all the time. He averaged seventeen and eleven yeah, last they, year. Here's here. I, I give you two reasons why you can't protect the rim, and and yeah. that includes being. Be, be, he was picked on. Did you see the playoff series? Did you see who the Bucks picked on when they run a run a pick and roll? Vooch was the target. He had a okay. block in every game except for one in that playoff series. Okay. And the other thing is this: his three point shooting went in the toilet. He was not that guy. See, the, the attraction was, the value was, Stretch he five. could, from the perimeter. Yeah. All right, this guy's going to st- draw you out to the perimeter. Like, he's going to do this and kill you from there. You go, now how to, now that adds a completely different dimension and a dimension that modern NBA, modern basketball in the NBA needs. You need that on that team. He wasn't that guy. And that, to your question to Chuck, that's the biggest question about him. That's the True. thing that has to be answered. That's the thing that he's he must get better. You don't know if it's age. What what caused him to be so bad? Right. <laughs> Just call it so, what it is. And bad. so but so less effective, so less of a threat, so so much easier to ignore that what happened? And is it something that was can he correct it? Do they know? Do they have the answer? Because if he does that again, this team's going nowhere. Especially when he puts up so many three-pointers. And he was shooting like 8, 9, 10 a game. And they want him to. Yeah. You're he, open. He wants to. He believes in himself. So he's Gabe Ramirez. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We have, um, we've talked basketball. We've talked a lot of White Sox baseball. I got an answer, by the way, about as we were talking about the many tweets I saw and – complimenting Jay Kuda on the the notes, and I still have one other tweet that I just love that he sent out. He is all things White Sox Twitter tweeting follow at Jay Kuda, J-A-Y-C-U-D-A. And I said that I couldn't remember who tweeted out, are there Giants fans who wonder whether Vinny Velasquez is a <laughs> position player? Right, right, right. And it was Jay. And Jay uh, let me know. He took a picture of it and sent it to me, and I appreciate that. We'll take it back. We've talked baseball. We've talked basketball. I got some football stuff, fantasy football stuff from baseball. But it's not Jock Peterson, the pearl-wearing Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham. But this still is just as amusing. And the Bears did something. The Bears did something that you would expect. You know, it's, t- it's typical chicken move. Friday, holiday, news dump. And so let's speculate on the paranoia and neuroses and the backstabbing <laughs> and all of the things that a rookie GM, all the mistakes a rookie GM might make and might and has made. So we'll do that in the next, before the top of the hour, because that's what we do here. We're live and local on the score. Dang it. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Gabe Ramirez, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You're going to need a bigger boat. Steve Rosenblum, Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Maybe the most notable 4th of July movie that wasn't called Independence Day, right? 
I know I was not much for the all that Independence Day. Did you see that? Were you? A- I've seen Independence Day. I'm not. I'm not much for the Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. I'm sorry. You can leave the studio now. <laughs> you're you're done. Now you, now you know what DVD to get me for my birthday. Wait, do you realize that this was the summer blockbuster that started all summer blockbusters? Do you not understand? Have a sense of history, young man. I just think of Youngin? when I think of compelling edge of my seat films. I don't think about a shark terrorizing people in the water. That okay, doesn't... why don't you go in the water? Go off the water coast of L.A. It's warm <laughs> enough that sharks will be coming up. And why don't you tell me how how comfortable you feel? I comfortably, I was in Tampa a couple weeks ago. You know, I was comfortably in those waters as dolphins were swimming next to me. Dolphins. They're not sharks. Oh, but I was assuming sharks were nearby. We, we may have to send you to remedial seagoing creature school. Then in Puerto Rico, you know, I'm sure there's a couple on the coast here and there. I'm sure I've swam with some sharks in my day, but I don't, I'm not fearful of Oh, you're forever. on radio. Of course you have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you have to, part of what makes me and my generation appreciate Jaws was the, the fact you saw it on a big screen. Okay. And it had been it had been done so well with quality actors, Robert Shaw and um and Richard Dreyfus. I love Richard Dreyfus. And the line, you know, you're gonna need a bigger boat, just the stuff that was going on. But what was happening was as it was it was legitimately you could believe it, during the summer this was happening, this was the way beach communities acted. And the movie, the, the score that we heard coming in. But the Spielberg's minimal use of the actual shark. Right. <laughs> and do you know why? Do you know why? Because it was it's too expensive. <laughs> they couldn't get it to work right. Yeah, I bet. Okay. They only had a limited number of shots to get to be able to use it. And it created all the drama and suspense. And again, you're watching on a big screen. It's not like you're watching it at home. Sure. Like watching Jaws on your phone. Really? You're going to be scared? Yeah. No, okay. I'm sorry. He's an, he's an emoji. That's what he is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I haven't seen it. We're even. I haven't seen Independence Day. And Fair. Yeah. I look, we, I'm born and raised in Chicago. I'm never fearful of sharks. They're, I know they're, no, they're not in Lake Michigan, so I'm good. Okay, well, maybe some maybe Spielberg will make a movie called Asian Carp. Asian Carp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you'll be okay. And at the end of the movie, or, we're eating him at a fancy or restaurant. Or Alewives, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be doing... He's Gabe Ramirez. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We are live and local here on The Score. Be here till 11 o'clock. Mark Grody and Trash Panda will take over and take you up That's to Cubs baseball. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <clears throat> Thanks for listening on Saturdays. What happened was... We adopted a minor league team that we we decided the Rocket City Trash Pandas was a really good name and a really good logo. And if you go online, it's like, they're terrific. This is before the Savannah Bananas took sure. over everything. I mean, they're monstrous. But we really liked the Rocket City Trash Pandas. And we, so we were discussing this on the air, and we thought we'll, we'll adopt them. And what we didn't know was... Trash Panda is the euphemism for raccoons. Oh. What we further didn't know was that the hick from the other studio, Trash Panda, <laughs> our producer, Adam Studzinski, <laughs> was from s- such a place so far away from, like, wherever, he, wherever his hometown is. Sure. 
turn your watch back 20 years when you go there. <laughs> and his mom's sweet Alice would tell us that his dad, Shooter, would stand in what used to be his bedroom. Shooter, Shooter yeah. Because what you did was you shot at raccoons. Jeez. He would stand in the house and I think trash panda's old bedroom, lift up the window and just fire away. <laughs> and we thought this is wonderful. So he became trash panda. He be and the anger, the vitriol, the emotion that came up when we started discussing trash pandas and raccoons. And they're not they're not cozy. They're not they're not animals you want to embrace. They're not huggy right. little things. They're vicious. They're anarchic. They're chaotic. They're okay. I think we struck a nerve here. So we would talk about Trash Panda and his family and Shooter and Sweet Alice. And it got to the point where Sweet Alice is wondering when her name would be mentioned on the radio. Oh, next. wow. Yeah. Okay. I so, love this yeah. story. So Adam Studzinski is, is Trash Panda. And we found out Trash Panda is a licensed, certified, I don't know what the proper, ordained on the internet minister. <laughs> and he has performed weddings. Oh, a wedding, at least, from some friends. He was... We, we had a, him guest. I said, so your your friends asked you to ask Trash Panda to perform a wedding ceremony. Your friends are getting married by Trash Panda. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He showed up in a nice instead of, uh, a nice uh, raccoon tuxedo. Oh, man. That studs. would be great. We, I wish I'd have thought of that. Right. A raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hang with a raccoon mask. Are we, um, <clears throat> we talked fantasy football last time you were here. And it was the Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham yeah. slap heard around the fantasy football world, right? Yeah. Now you play fantasy football. You're I love a- fantasy football. Yeah. I'm a big, a big fantasy football guy. I- I'm not the buy the magazine and bring it to the to the draft guy, but I'm definitely, you know, get in as as many leagues as I can so I can win some money. Okay. Well, that's what you should do. Yeah. That's the object of the exercise, exactly. right? Exactly. So it turns out that Max Scherzer. Is a is a fantasy football. He doesn't just play; he's manic about it. The putting the fanatic in fan, and it is a athletic did a story in which they talked to a lot of his catchers, former catchers, about him, and this happened to come up. And Scherzer's contention is: if baseball brings out the best in everybody. <clears throat> fantasy football breaks out the worst. That's kind of the way <laughs> yeah. the way he does it. And several players, Rick Porcello, former pitcher, Gerald Laird, former catcher, says that he's a finagler, that he tries to he just tries to fluff up bad trades. He's a low, he's, he's a low ball guy. But he sounds like a you know a score caller, right? You call him <laughs> I'd like to can we trade Tony Bradley Jr. for Giannis. Yeah. How about would the Bucks do that? That kind of stuff. We'll throw in Kobe White. <laughs> but it becomes this is a scene almost out of Bull Durham. Alex Avila, former catcher, former sure. <clears throat> Chicago baseball player. He's quoted as saying there was a game in Kansas City. He's pitching, and early in the game, we get into some trouble with guys on base. He was a little erratic. We had just had our fantasy football draft. <laughs> Porcello says he's never had a very good draft. He'd always get emotional during the draft. Tigers catcher Brian Holiday said he lived for the draft just because he wanted to talk as much crap as possible about everybody's picks. So Avila says leading up to that game, we had been talking about a football trade. 
All right, this is the pitcher and the catcher talking about a fantasy football trade. Early in the game, he had a couple a couple guys on, and he just didn't seem like he was in sync. So I said, okay, let me go out to the mound. Let's see what's up. Try to calm him down. I proposed a fantasy football trade to him on the mound. <laughs> and Scherzer said, well, we were deep in discussions before the game. Avila says, he does a double take. He looks up at me, and he was all over the place. He starts processing if he should make this trade and agree to a deal. Understand, it's a bit of bound visit, men on base, Scherzer is in Scherzer. And again, this is the Bull Durham, you know, what are we going to get? The the wedding gift. Candlesticks are always nice. That's this mound visit. Avila continues, after a few seconds of him processing the offer, he was like, let me get back to you. I've got to think about this game. I've got to think about this a little more. Scherzer says, I go, Alex, I told you already, I'm not doing the deal. And I was like, all right, what do we want to throw? A slider? Okay, let's go. That's phenomenal. It's a a great anecdote, isn't it? Well, because you think about Little League Baseball, and when coaches go to the mound, and you see during the (laughs) Little League World Series, it's like, hey, how was the pizza last night? You know, you try to take their mind off the moment so that they they have a mental restart. And here they are doing it on a major league professional level. It is. Talking fantasy football on the mound. (laughs) And it's a Bill Bull Durham moment. And I wouldn't be surprised. um, I'd have to see when probably the script was, Bull Durham script was written before. So I know Ron Shelton probably came across that kind of opportunity. But there's a Super Bowl moment that smacks of that. And you'll see it on tape. You'll see it on video. Joe Montana is mic'd up. His 49ers are trailing this Boomer and Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Two minutes to go. Niners ball. And the 49ers are out on the field. The offensive is on, on the field. They're in a kind of a huddle, but there's, it's a sugar huddle. They're kind of waiting. Commercial break. Sure. Joe Montana's there. Montana to Rice to Taylor to all this kind of stuff. And Montana looks in the stands and says, hey, it's John Candy. <laughs> Joe Montana is is just, look, he's cool celebrity watching. Yeah, <laughs> right. Joe Cool indeed. He had that moment. But let me ask you this. Sean Kelly of the Nationals, the Nationals reliever pitched with, with um, Scherzer, had this, 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 um, let me see if you did this in any of your leagues. Scherzer brought in this thing called the butt bowl. Oh, geez. Where if you finished in last place, you had to repay and double your fee for the whole year. The idea was to keep people going, grinding hard at the end on the waiver wire. You had to fight to the end just so you didn't finish last. Did you guys have any any? Hedge against that in your leagues? We've been trying to incorporate something like that just so that that way people aren't throwing games. you got to find that happy medium, right? And it's not professionals where, you know, you're going to get a better draft pick next year. So you have to incentivize the guys. So we came up with singing a song on the corner until you were able to muster up $20 in, you know, tips and people giving you money. Oh, my God. I love yeah. that. For the last place finisher? For the last place finisher. I love that. Got to go in the corner and, and sing a song until you can get some tips. 
But I, I think, you know, no one wants to embarrass themselves, but some people welcome that those kinds of things, <laughs> so they don't care. Did you ever have to sing for no, your... No, 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 no. Absolutely no. I'm a, I'm I care a football too much. fan, no, fantasy no, no, I care football too legend. No, 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 no. I don't win much, but I don't, I'm don't. i not a bottom dweller. I just, you know, I'm a, I lose in the playoffs. I'm that guy. You're I'm, that guy. I'm lo- I lose in the first round of the You're playoffs. just good enough to get your heart broken. You're the Bulls. Every single time. Yeah. So... I try to win my money back, end up in third place or something. Try to get my money Win some back. weeks. Okay, so... So do I know anybody who is in your league? Was no. there anybody that the public might know no. that had to sing on a corner? I don't know people that are famous or notable. What's notable. the longest somebody had to stand on the corner and to earn the 20 bucks? I think a couple of years ago, some uh, the guy's name was Jeff. He's out there for like three hours. I don't know. I we don't have metrics to compare that to. I don't have any <laughs> I know, perspective. Yeah. You would think you would think that somebody would just throw some dollars in there, but no, it takes a while. But you'll get one person that understands because you know we're obviously nearby laughing so you know people kind of get it and then yeah. they'll they'll beg and plead for some money and then they'll eventually does get he it. have to wear a sign i'm i'm singing for my no. fantasy football no. life here or just a baseball cap and, and your golden pipes and that's it what song would you sing if you were on the corner and you were in the last place a guy in your league did you dictate the song to no 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 you could sing whatever you want so no. you it, it, it's like karaoke. It could be any song. Any song. Or songs. Songs, yeah. I mean, you better have some more in your repertoire. Don't just go out there repeating uh, Mary Had a Little Fanta- Lamb. Fantasy <laughs> football. Yeah, you really have to entertain people with, yeah. with that. Yeah. And, 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 you, don't, and you, you realize in that moment, you don't know as many songs front to back as you think. Lyrics are tough. Oh, they are. Is there a song you could sing I, without, without the karaoke yeah. subtitles? I mean, I, you know, many a year on B96, I've heard quite a few songs over and over and over and over again. It's true. So. I think I could sing tequila. I think I know all the lyrics okay. to tequila. <laughs> I think I just repeated all the lyrics to tequila. Tequila. That would be it. And I know all the lyrics to Hawaii Five-0 theme song. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I would probably go, I would probably make up a song the way Bill Murray did of Star Wars, <laughs> you beautiful Star Wars. That would be hysterical. I would, I would be awful. I can't carry a tune in a dump truck. I'd want you, I, I, I envision you freestyling, like, you know, like a hip-hop, you know, just kind of off the top, you know, coming up with your I own. do have a, a hip-hop name. I'm Chance the Rabbi. Oh, that's geez. that's my hip-hop name. I used to be Ja Rosie, and oh, now man. I'm Chance the Rabbi. I like Ja Rosie better, but yeah. Chance the Rabbi, all right, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I think I would do? I would do Alan Sherman songs. <laughs> I would, I bet, I, I wonder if I could earn my money. Somebody freestyling on the corner across the street. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And me doing Alan Sherman songs. You guys would pick up a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know who would pick up more, right? <laughs> Somebody singing Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Or, right? Or someone singing I... Remember This Face and Save Me a Place at Thug's Mansion. Ooh, I'm giving you a dollar just for that. <laughs> Just for that, I I could hear Rosie freestyle all day. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air. You a true player. Boom. Two dollars. We are. He's Gabriel Ramirez. I'm Chance the Rabbi. Oh man. We do. We have all things here, both hip and hop. Chicago Sports Radio six seventy score. These big league hitters are going to light you up like a pinball machine for a while. Don't worry about it. Steve Rosenblum, Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score.
No Alan Sherman? You're supposed to come back with Alan Sherman. He would... I do... Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. I thought it was... I've been smoking marijuana. Marijuana. There you go. Look at you freestyling. <laughs> Trying to be part of the Wake and Bake so Club, Wake and Bake Club, you're in. You're a member. You got it. You got the lyrics. By the way... President Emeritus, Hall of Famer, First Ballot Hall of Famer, Snoop Dogg. Okay. Speaking of the Wake and Bake Club. He is featured on a label. He's got a wine out. I don't know if you're aware of this. Nin- 19 Crimes. I'm very aware of it. Have you had it? I have. And? M- mid. No, I like it. What the kids are saying now. I mid. think it's mid. Mid. Is that what they say? It's like weed. You know, you got mid-grade, mid-weed. Mid. So it's like mid. mid. Okay. I didn't know that's what the popular kids said. <laughs> But I think it's a really good red blend. I'm I'm a fan of of Cali Red. That's what Snoop's wine is called. He likes Cali Green, but yes, he does. Yes, he does. And you know he's such a big hockey fan. The Kings have put him on their broadcast. He's, he does a phenomenal job doing play by play. If you see yeah. him doing some of the tr- triller fights and stuff like that, he, I mean, he just he's he he says what the fans are thinking. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the booth, and he's been. Glass side, he's been ringside, and the guy's just, it's terrific. All right, so your group chat. Yes. I think we need to bring the audience. I need audience, your opinion. We need to bring the audience into this. It's a it's a classic tale of where you should save money when going on a road trip. And every year, my family and I, we venture out to a different stadium across the NFL. And this year- Your family. My family and friends, we, we head out. So we've been doing it for roughly around 15, 16 years. We've tackled quite a few stadiums across the league. Last year, we went to Pittsburgh. Monday Night Football, phenomenal to be at that stadium. Is it always Bears related? or is Always it... Bears. Okay. Always catch a Bears game somewhere else. <clears throat> this year, we decided to go to Jerry's World. We're playing Dallas. So we're going down to Dallas to watch the Bears play. And the, the big discussion in our group chat is the tickets right now. We booked the Airbnb. And the way it works. How many are in this group, by the way? This year, we're, we're at 16. You, so you need 16 tickets? 16 tickets. Usually <clears throat> to we're a in Dallas eight. Cowboys game. Tough. Because all tickets are sold immediately. So there's no, there's only resale. There's no, you know, at other stadiums, you can go on to Ticketmaster and buy some tickets. But at Dallas in particular, all the seats are gone. So you're just going through the resale market. And if you want to have a seat, it's hovering in the, 250 to 325 range. Where is that seat? The 325 is 7th deck. <laughs> yeah, it's all, they're all up high for sure. But the 325 is 50 yard line. The 250 is one of the end zones. And what they do have though at in Jerry's World is standing room only tickets that are hovering right around like the $85 range. So, we're veterans when it comes to the road tripping and we know come third quarter Majority of the group was passed out in their seat from tailgating before the game. Majority of the guys. And either the Bears are whooping ass or they're getting their ass whooped, one or the other. Mm-hmm. So third quarter, older guys, they're slumped over on their chairs. So the discussion is, and I'm curious as to which, which direction you would go in, Steve. Would you, you know, shell out a little dollar, couple of extra dollars so you can get yourself a seat? Or are you just going to do the standing room only thing and, and walk around Jerry's world while you're there? And save, you know, hundred and some dollars. Wait, you're going to be, you can walk around Jerry's World even if you have a seat. True. And by walking around something that massive, 
something that big and immobile, basically Andre Drummond. If you can, <laughs> if you're going to end up doing that, right? You can come. You want a seat to sit down in after you've expended that kind of energy. And you're talking about guys who are falling asleep in their seats. So you're just. They're going to just flop on the ground? They probably just go back to the car at that point. They have a sleeping room only (laughs) ticket? Is that what you're talking about? They'll find find some wall to lean on, I'm sure. But right now we're- I get a seat. Here's here's what I do. Okay, there we go. That's what I want to hear. My kids have been told, do not take me to a restaurant, do not make a reservation for me, unless they have ballet parking and red wine. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm not going. That's that's the way it works. It's a low bar. So you think I'm going to stand and watch Bears football? I mean, no, I'm not standing for three and a half hours, and the Bears are going to play football. You could save yourself. You know, you could save yourself 150 bucks. You know, maybe you take save yourself a whole lot of money, not even go. <laughs> I firmly believe this: the worst place to watch a football game is a football stadium. Oh, absolutely, the worst place. If you want to see what's going on, you've been trained to watch television. You have not been trained to watch it live. And if you are in a stadium, your eyes will immediately go to the video board. True. You cannot watch a live football game from a football stadium and get any joy out of it, any kind of any kind of education, anything close to what you're used to, what you're expecting. You can only get that on television. I mean, but granted, but the, the whole point of the road trip is the experience, creating the memories, the tailgating, the... Spending the night, going out the night before, the partying after the game, the the heckling of the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's about all of that. And I would love. You, do you bring bail money? <laughs> Listen, there's always one designated guy <laughs> that's that's trying to keep everybody in line. But I would love for the people to text in and and tell me which one you would take. Would you pay the extra couple bucks for the, for the seat, or would you do standing room? Because you got to remember, I'm with a bunch of degenerates. These guys are going to be pounding beers, taking shots. You know, talking trash to the other team, and they're probably not. It's like a Cubs game; they're probably not watching half of it anyway. Right? If they're Bears fans, they're better off not watching half. <laughs> probably three one two. Wait, our, our text number three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven, and you can weigh in on and give Gabe your your thoughts. I have a, a friend, Bobby Pastrami. He wrote the book "Never Put Ketchup on a Hot Dog," okay, which is a and and it's been revised several times, including many more. Uh, local, he works for Vienna Beef, and he, he started the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. I love it. So Bobby Pastrami and several friends go on baseball trips. I wasn't sure what, you know, the same idea. Okay. Let's see a different stadium every sure. time. Go see a different city. And they usually build it around whichever deli owner they know. That's hilarious. Yeah. And Philadelphia especially. Whatever. I can't remember. I know the guy's name is Russ. I don't know what the deli is, but he makes his own corned beef. That's so Bobby Pastrami is there and they do that. And they've gone to s- almost every ballpark. So of the places you've gone, which places have you gone and which road trip was the best? I mean, as far as the stadium, sure. If there are other stories about the road trip. I want to hear that. <laughs> right. But which, which stadium, which football stadium? I was extremely impressed by the Indianapolis Colts stadium. Lucas Oil. Honest. Lucas Oil Stadium. It, it's, it's, a, it's a sight to see. It's beautiful. And someone that appreciates architecture, you know, being born and raised here in Chicago, they have this steel ambiance that's there. And, and the fans were, you know, really into the game. Where other stadiums I've been to, whether it's Kansas City, Atlanta, you know, we've done Detroit, Minnesota, both stadiums, old and new. The fans aren't as 
Cincinnati aren't as engaged as they were in, in Indianapolis. And again, the stadium itself is just beautiful. And I hate, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the trip because in the Indianapolis was just not my jam, but the stadium, that's what you were asking specifically about. That one was beautiful. And I really, really enjoyed that one. So I would say, I would say that one was the best one, but it's all the same thing. I'm telling you, man, it's, you know, getting what was po- the worst, worst stadium Titans. Really? This is boring. Really? The, Maybe it's because the, the Bears the were down. Toyota Stadium or whatever they call that thing. Yeah, it was, this is bad. Nissan Stadium, right? You, Nissan yeah, Field. Something or, like that. I don't even remember. But because the tailgating why? is where it's at. Oh, yeah. Right? And they had the they had the worst tail. Like, the, their fans were the least enthused of them all. You in know, Nashville? In Nashville. That's because they're all at the bars. They're all face down at Tootsie's <laughs> from the night before. Yeah, yeah. You know, that I would... I love Nashville. Okay. Nash Vegas. I, I love Vegas. the city. It's a great place for foodies. Yeah. It has a tremendous amount. I'm one for going on. What do you do best here? Like you, you mentioned architecture. Sure. You take an architectural, the, the river architectural tour in Chicago is spectacular. You go to Nashville and you take the Music Row Studio B Tour Country Country Music Hall of Fame yeah. thing. And I I want to know what, a city does best what it's best known for, and I want to experience that. And Nashville does that. And anybody who's been to Nashville and you walk down from the West End to Broadway and you pop into any bar, they all have live music, right? Beautiful. And this is the first and only place I've ever seen where the bands are in the front window. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're on display, ready. Were you, you surprised to go. by that? Yeah, you walk in and they don't care. They don't care. They don't. They don't mind a, a, a crowd that's a little on edge. You know, I love the little tip cans in the front. I yeah. love the cheap beers. I love the the odd appetizers that they serve at each restaurant. What they was have, the oddest one you had? Because with like me, it was always barbecue. It was like a corn chip chili in a bag. At one walking of the, taco. Yeah, the walking the walking taco. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this, sir? Your socks. Served that, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, walking taco. That was it. It was a, a, a bar mitzvah circuit favorite too. By okay. the way, walking taco because okay. it was self-contained. Some ground beef and a bag of chips can't go wrong there. There you go. There you go. Ernest Tubbs Records. Yeah, two fi- two fifty or eighty nine dollars. We're still trying to figure that out in my group chat right now. Seven oh eight, Gabe. You're probably spending a thousand dollars a person for Aaron Hotel. Spend the extra one hundred and fifty for a seat. That's from West Loop Tom. See, I'm in on the ticket price. The problem is, you know, the family members because you're, you know, Gabe from the radio. They think you're being bougie, but you're like, no, I just want a seat. Damn it, I just want to sit down. Bougie. Yeah, that word's been. Is that, is that your fantasy football team <laughs> name? No, no my, my fantasy football team name is Gabe of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I see what you did there. Yeah. And I don't. I, the best part about it is there's so many thronies and guys that have throners in my league, and I've never seen an episode. So it's almost like a slap in their face. That thronies. Or th- are they thronies or throners? I think they have throners when they're talking about the show, but I call them thronies because they're throners. <laughs> that sounds like Wake and Bake Club people with a lisp. Yeah, right. I'm sure they're all part of, cut from the same cloth. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. We got more football talk coming up. The Bears did something. The Bears embarrassed themselves. It's what the Bears do. We'll talk about that. And we'll see. Get more. We'll get more feedback on Gabe's road trip. And wow, yeah. I guess if you get to Nashville, the worst thing about Nashville. It would be a football stadium because there's nothing, nothing says football about Nashville. Nope. 
Yeah. All right. He's Gabe Ramirez. He's Gabe of Thrones. <laughs> and I'm uh, Chance the Rabbi. Chicago Sports <laughs> Radio, 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t